Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus. And here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools podcast and radio show. Brought to you by Caledonian Financial. We are here today with school board members, the ones that give tirelessly to make sure things are done right in Murray County Public Schools. I have with me Vice Chair Betty Kinzer. Welcome, Betty. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad you've been on, you've been on the show once before with me, right? Twice before, but one time, 20 minutes of it. Of my yeah, yeah, we lost, off, we, right? lost some, uh, we lost some, we lost <laughs> so some, we lost some. So you owe me recording. 20 minutes. We're so. going to give you that 20 minutes back. <laughs> and also I have with us the chairman of the Murray County Public School Board, Michael Fulbright. Welcome, Michael. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Man, I'm glad you're on here. You've been on the show also before, right? I have. Yes, okay, sir. great. I'm glad you guys are here. You know, I, I um, like to have the information available to our listening audience about what goes on behind the scenes. And there's no better, um, people to ask and the people that are doing the school board, they're elected to school board positions. Um, recently, um, and Betty, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this one. Recently, we just celebrated um, National School Board Appreciation Week. Correct. And um, I, I don't know if you've seen it. Did you see the pictures, the picture I put out with all the little circles of everybody yeah, in the board yes, member? Yes. And a nice article out and everything. So did you have anything special happen during big the school appreciation well actually i school board I, I had a couple of things one of the things that did happen was i got an email from a former student when he saw that picture and did not know i was on the school board and he reached out to me and to tell me how much he enjoyed my class and all that and i thought that was really special and i don't know that was the intention of it but um at my door was mount pleasant elementary with a, a presence uh and a card and, and all this is the second year in a row. Last year they had a child make a, a, a poster uh, to thanking us for that, and I appreciate that. And uh, Central High School gave us some goodies, uh, you, know, you know, just something to remember us by. But uh, other schools simply shared what you mm-hmm. had on. Yeah. Um, they put it on their their, their, they band, did. their, band, and, their marquees and their banners. But honestly, I, I never really understand the need to thank us because I think we need to thank them. I don't think we should be as appreciated uh-huh. as they are. So if if they didn't do anything in particular, uh, I'd rather appreciate them. That's that. sweet. I really like that. Betty, in case nobody's heard you on the show before, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about you? You are a retired teacher, correct? Yes. Yes. Thank Not you. just tired teacher. You're a retired <laughs> teacher. <laughs> tell, tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. Oh, my goodness. Um I retired in 2011. I taught at Central for about 20 years after I had taken 20 years off. I started teaching down in Mount Pleasant and taught there a couple of years in the very beginning. And then I was asked to, um, they needed somebody to integrate Carver Smith, all black school. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a mandate to send a white teacher over there, which they said, you can teach art. That's my major. And mm-hmm. so I said, hey, well, you know, let's do it. So great experience. Um, a couple of years, and then I went to Central, and then I had children, and I decided to stay home with them. And right. uh, once I got them out of the house, I came back, and uh, I enjoyed it. I actually did an ITV, had a TV studio in my classroom where I taught the um, the smaller unit schools because they didn't have any art. They didn't have any any art, any fine arts at all. They had, 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 had that credit. So 
um, that was a great experience, and then then ended up teaching AP art, and and eventually job sharing with Carrie Lancaster, and and uh, you know AP art's just a whole nother uh, dimension. It's a higher level. I yes. mean, you get some really talented students in mm-hmm. these classes. Yeah. I've seen some of the artwork that are coming out of our our schools right now, going up to Lipscomb being featured and winning awards and stuff. We have so many talented people in the arts right now. And then and the arts are not just art, but all of our arts like music. If you want to really appreciate the board, when I came on the board, there was no art, not any school except the two high schools. Um, and that was one of the goals of that board, was to make sure that there was art and music and hopefully theater in every elementary and high school in Murray County. It was a budget issue, but we stuck to it, and mm-hmm. we did it. And so now we're realizing that not only do we have these positions, that, but we need to help fund them for supplies and uh, things that will enhance the curriculum as well. So that's been this board then is really uh, doing that and then appreciating the arts. So um, I, I just see the whole, everything changing, our community uh, has an area for the arts. Uh, you see murals everywhere mm-hmm. by one of my former students, uh, by the way. And Which one? Uh, no, I mean, which mural? All of them. Oh, cool. Yeah, because yeah, they're all over downtown now. They take a side of a building, and they make it a piece of art. Right. It is so cool. And then we're walking downtown on First Friday, and we're like, I'm with my grandkids and my daughter, and we're like, oh, there's another one. So we go, like, you know, selfies and take pictures and stuff. It's very cool. Yes, it is. That we have so is, much art. Uh, the one right next door to us here. On They're the all done by Whitney Harrington. She was Whitney Duncan when I had her, but Whitney Harrington, she's really talented. She, she teaches at Mount Pleasant um, High School. Yep. And, um, you know, I think she would love to do that full time. I, I would hate to lose her as a teacher, but she's very talented. She's a great teacher, too. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of work for us, um, helps out yes. the central office and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the art part is amazing. Um, Mr. Fulbright, did you have anything that you can recall on School Board Appreciation Week? I was just humbled <clears throat> as I drove around, visited different schools, and specifically was in a meeting last night at Spring Hill Middle School. Just you know, everybody's marquee. All the teachers were, uh, and the administration was very appreciative of what we do. And I agree with what Ms. Kinzer said. They're the ones that really do the work. We, you know, deal with budgets and deal with policy, but they're the ones on a daily basis that are in the classroom or in the school buildings making things happen. Mm-hmm. We just try to support them as much as possible and to. There's no way to give them everything they deserve, but right. at least trying to keep us moving in that direction. Yeah, it was it was something I, I like to say we celebrate every year, but it should be celebrated all year because of the hard work that goes into doing this stuff. I can't imagine the countless hours you put into being a school board member other than the meetings. Um, Mr. Fulbright, if you could tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. And, and make sure you mention that really cool children's book or books that you created. <laughs> Well, I moved here to Columbia from North Carolina 25 years ago now. Worked at Trinity Lutheran Church in the education ministry for about 10 years. Did a few other things in the education field other than be a classroom teacher. I've done social work and currently work with the reentry program out of the Murray County Jail, helping people get their lives on the right track. Uh, I have two published children's books. 
Um, they're both available at the bookstore on the square, Duck River Books. Uh, they've been very kind and very supportive over the years. Have two wonderful children and a wonderful wife at home. Uh, have a student. My daughter's at Central High School and my son's at Woodard. So we uh, have some pretty close connections to the local schools and really obviously don't just want my children to succeed, but I want everybody, children in the county, to succeed simply because what benefits the schools and the students benefits the county as a whole. So really tied into seeing successful results. That's very cool. Now, you mentioned your daughter's at Columbia Central High School. I believe she has a special position in the arts at Central High School. Can you share she that? Is, uh, she is involved in the arts. She's been in the marching band and the concert band for three years now, and this past year served as a, a drum major for the band. Um, kind of fun to watch her up there oh, absolutely. conducting. And you know, I was never the drum major when I was in band, but I, I really thought that was a cool position. I didn't really try out for it because I didn't think I could spin anything. You know, like you have to do like a wand or something. And I didn't think I could do that. But I, I was first chair baritone, which is like a small uh, tuba, if you don't know what that is. And I enjoyed the playing part of it. So Well, and there's so many opportunities, not just drum major, but any anything within the band really does a lot to teach children responsibility, uh, leadership skills, teamwork. And it really is a great way to prepare them for future life. I mean, it really hits all those bases. We were talking before the show about some accomplishments by a lot of our band students, and they were able to try out for like a mid-state band. Mm -hmm. And we have a large number of students that are going to be part of that mid-state band. And hopefully we can get some on the show or maybe get them into a meeting or something and highlight them because what they're doing is fantastic. Well, Central High School's always had a strong reputation for their band program, and we see that throughout the county. Spring Hill and uh, Mount Pleasant High School both have tremendous high school band programs. The middle schools, uh, Cord Martin at Withorn was my daughter's guy. leader, and it, <laughs> He's he's a breed all to himself. He's very he, dedicated and very talented, right as are all of our band instructors. Uh, they just all give everything, whether it's Saturdays, Friday nights, or any night during the week. The work they do is, is beyond compare. And as a band parent, it, it makes me feel bad that I'm not doing more, right. quite honestly, when I see how much they do and they give. When, it, when my daughter was in the band, I became part of the Band Boosters. And I became the historian. So I took probably 2,000 photos. And I have every one of those photos from those years um, backed up on CD. And it, I just think about all them times and all those competitions and all the traveling and how much fun it was. And it was a great bonding experience for me and my daughter. One played soccer, one played, did band. It was such a great time. I really love highlighting the music part of our, our, our district because it's such a strong part of our district. And... I think I've read somewhere that musicians tend to do really well academically. Mike, yeah. did you have something? Well, it's just I, I just wanted to kind of echo things. I I was a football coach, and for the longest time up until my daughters got involved with the band, uh, I had that stereotypical attitude. You know, the band was kind of the people that got on my field <laughs> and were in my way sometimes and stuff like that. Once I started actually getting to see what they were doing and how they were doing it and what they were actually accomplishing, 
uh, yes, it was amazing. Uh, it, it was amazing to me how much they got accomplished with the, the n- sheer number of kids that they had. My, yeah. When my girls were in it, the, the band was 200 strong. Yeah. Uh, but it was also with the range of kids that they worked with and the fact that, you know, every every member of the band is a starter and there are no subs. Right. And so everybody got got used and everybody was extremely important because if you had one person out of place or one person didn't hit their note right, everybody knew it. And and so the fact that they were able to coordinate these shows, put these shows together, and then get these kids of all different levels mm-hmm. uh, to actually put the show, you know, actually perform the show. I was amazed, it uh, and I was I was I was just flabbergasted, and uh, got a whole new appreciation of it as I got as I got older as a football coach. Of, of wow, I you know I couldn't you know I couldn't run my team that efficiently. My well, and I think and one thing that I really came to appreciate is not just the fact that there's so much more than just between August and November mm-hmm. to the band program. My daughter now yeah. is in winter guard, so she's got yeah. a three and a half hour practice tonight that she has to go to. Uh, then the spring, the spring band, and then, concert yeah, band. All the concerts they go to, yeah. the, the the parades that they march in and, and stuff, all have to be practiced, all have to be coordinated. Uh, I know the band contest, you know, at MTSU and mm-hmm. at Austin P. Those everybody sees those results and they're on Facebook and everywhere. But we go to ones in Mount Juliet, we go to ones mm-hmm. in other places that are just guard based during the, the winter MTSU time. MTSU one is the Contest yeah. of Champions. Contest of Champions, yeah. we were there for that. Um, we've been all over and it's... the. The work that goes into it, like I said, is not just August to November. It is truly a year-round commitment that the families make, not just the kids, but the families make it. Yeah, too. one of the one of my favorite times during contest was before the contest. You know, the the we called it the tent city. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah. when every parent in there had a pop up tent, and they were all cooking their they were all cooking their best hamburgers, their ribs, their hot dogs. I mean, we even had you know. Tamales, we you you don't you name it, we had it. Columbia Central and, knows how to tailgate. And it for was a band yes, it was do. it was the best restaurant in the whole state, <laughs> and, and it was free. All you did was, and what was so fun is you just literally you'd walk from around. tent to tent with a plate <laughs> and just. You mentioned um, the fact that that band students, also athletes as well, probably have better grades, better academics, di- yeah. discipline, and that just goes to show you that when you have extra advocates other than the teacher and parental involvement which it takes for athletics as well as the band or any outside program like that what that accomplishes for the student that they they can learn to be better citizens and I think the thing that we are lacking maybe in schools is the fact that we don't have enough students involved in programs where they can have this extra advocates and someone who can you know, it's just like an extra parent, the band director, the um, coaches. I mean, they, they kind of watch out for them. If there's a problem grade-wise, discipline-wise, I, I think that that's a really good example that we need to look at to think, how can we have that kind of advocacy for that for, for those students that don't join clubs, that don't participate? One of the things I told my grandchildren when they started Central I said, I don't care what club you're in. I don't care, you know, if you want to do hacky sack, whatever. You be in a club. They have a hacky sack Didn't club? Oh, yes, cool. they do. Absolutely. It's a big <laughs> one. But they, or they did. I don't, I'm not sure about now. But I'm just saying that uh, ninth grade is, is 
a big change from mm-hmm. Whitthorn. It, it really is. And just to be part of something and have that extra uh, leadership, you know, maturity of the sponsor, sponsor and other students where you can get to know them as well, I think that's really part of um, an important part of academics. Oh, I agree. That extra level is very important. Um, it helped me. It helped my children. Obviously, it's helping um, Michael's daughter and his. Uh, what What does your son do? What grade is he in? He's in first grade. He doesn't oh, yeah. go. <laughs> He's still getting. He'll work his way up there. Hey, and, and and there's always that that possibility. There's uh, not a probability, but there's a possibility that you can also get. Uh, some help with your college education. My daughter was fortunate. Not only was she in the band, but she was involved in the bowling program as well. And uh, my youngest daughter ended up with a, 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 a roughly a half scholarship from to college from from bowling. Yeah, and uh, and was able to uh, uh, pursue that in, 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 at the next level. So I agree. You know, I echo that. And I, of course, as an old coach, uh, you know, yeah, we had some leverage. The coaches and the band directors and the extracurricular people do have a little bit of leverage there to help guide these young people and, uh, and, and help, uh, help them see things. They, but the young people also start learning cooperation. They start learning uh, hierarchy and, okay, everybody's got a role. They're not all the same roles, but, you know, it, these roles are important. And, you know, how to follow a leader, how to become a leader, um, stuff like that. All these Good all these side peri- you know, peripheral things that make you know the extracurricular program. I was like you know, I told my girls. I said, I don't care what it is, but you're going to be in something. Right. <laughs> you know, pick it out and go for it. I love that we get on the show, and we didn't even have this on our agenda to talk about, but we just get carried away talking about something that's important like this. I loved band. I am an advocate of band, and I hope that we continue promoting and having these great programs at Murray County Public Schools. Um, so. How much time we have before the break? Yeah, right at two minutes. Just a couple minutes. So let's talk a little bit more about, um, I want to ask you some questions about your book, Michael. I'd like to say, what was the title of those books? Well, there's two of them, as I mentioned. The first one is My Day with Daddy, which is about a That's the one, yeah. A little girl and her daddy just going walking through the neighborhood, the things they see and things they experience just on a regular walk through the neighborhood, which I tell people is probably the most uncreative way to write a book is just to jot down what you did last Saturday, but that's exactly what it was. But it Um, turned out great. It did. It turned out really well. Um, Like I said, it's available. You can check it out at the Murray County Library, but you can also buy it uh, from Duck River Books. Uh, The second one is Little Hands is the name of it, and just really chronicles the fact of if you look at an infant and you look at those tiny little hands those hands will eventually grow up and do something, whether it's perform an operation to save a life, whether it's just to bake cookies for somebody who's feeling bad, or draw a, you know write a letter to somebody to encourage them. And I, it comes straight out of when I held both of my kids in the delivery room and looked down at their hands and thought, wow, they're going to be tying my grandkids' shoes with these hands one yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh kind of is humbling in that regard so yeah it was a fun one to write and um it's it's available too at the library and bookstore i've heard you talk about these books in a little bit more detail at the kiwanis program and i just went wow that's really cool and i know this guy so you know i get to hang out with him every once in a while and he's a he's a author of two really cool books 
So we've talked a lot about the arts and stuff in school. We're going to get into some more detail about what goes on behind the scenes at the at the school board and what is going on, like the five-year plan, et cetera. But we have to take a break and listen from our sponsors, so we'll be right back. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 1340 and 103.7 WKRM Columbia. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Love that music. Walking on sunshine. It's a beautiful day in Columbia, Tennessee. The sun is shining. We are on the Big Yellow School Bus with 
Betty Kinzer, Vice Chair, Michael Fulbright, Chairman of the School Board, and another guest joined us today, special guest, Mr. Chris Pointer, Athletic Director and Nursing, nursing Supervisor. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, welcome. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Man, I'm always happy to have you on the show. You've come on the show so many times to share the different things happening in athletics. Athletics is such a big part, just like arts, like we talked before the break. Um, and so we're going to get you to give us an update on what's going on in the athletic world here in a few minutes, okay? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll wait here patiently. You can chime <laughs> in anytime here. So with the school board um, members, I would like to talk a little bit about what is going on with the five-year plan? I've heard it brought up at the school board meeting, meetings. And once again, school board meetings are the on Tuesdays. They're broadcast live via audio, and they're recorded, so you can go back and watch them. And they are open to the public, so anybody's invited to attend. Um, tell me a little bit. Who wants to take this, the, the school board plan, the five or the five-year plan? Tell us a little bit about that, Michael. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll bring that up. We've talked about that the last couple of years, actually. And I am going to call you out on one thing. You mentioned that uh, a lot of what goes on, you're going to talk about behind-the-scenes stuff that we do. There is no behind-the-scenes no, no stuff behind that we do. That's a good point. Very good point. That's be- that, Just, uh, Yeah, that's a good call-out, Michael. I had to rib you for a little bit of something. Yeah, I, I don't blame you one bit on that. It's not behind-the-scenes. No, what we you, do is public facing. You just mentioned that all of our meetings are broadcast live. They're available to watch back. You can read the minutes online. Uh, as far as our five-year plan goes, this is something we started. We uh, developed a plan for building and facilities two years ago. We accomplished two items on that list last year. The county commission was uh, felt it appropriate to fund a new high school in Spring Hill and then also construct an auxiliary gym at Santa Fe. So we took those off of our five-year plan. Those obviously were checked off, and we've bumped some other things up. We see a need coming up. For a new elementary school in the North Columbia area, uh, anybody that's been on 31 between Columbia and Spring Hill has seen nothing but construction going on up there. We realized that, uh, you know, we got to do something with the Spring Hill High School currently. We've batted around a couple different ideas last year. I think we've settled after our conversations with the county commission and realized that we're eventually going to need a second high school in that area. So we... Uh, have that on our list to address. Then we also see a lot of uh, growth coming towards Kalioka. So we're going to have to do something as far as expanding or building a new facility or something within Kalioka. Obviously, they've got a really strong tie with the unit school. Uh, we don't want to break that. We just want to make sure they've got enough space to adequately um, care and teach all their students. Mm-hmm. So we see those as some of the areas that we have coming up. Obviously, we have a lot of athletic facilities, and Mr. Pointer will talk about that here in a minute, that we need to address. So, you know, it's like we talked about with teacher pay. You can't put enough money into it that it really needs. There's there's always more money that's needed. We see that. We know that we're not going to get all these needs met in the upcoming year, but we are going to ask when it comes budget season. One thing that we do have coming up that may be – in our favor is I know uh, Representative Sapicki and Senator Hensley are working hard on a new BEP formula, which is the state funding that goes into the local school systems, and that will alter the way we look at our budget and uh, designate our money. So that may open up a little bit, but like I said, there's never enough. Okay. There's always more needs than there there is money, and we just try to make the best decisions possible. That's why it's so important to have public input at our board meetings. Um, 
our phone numbers and emails are on the website, mm-hmm. and we really do take that to heart and want to have what's best for Murray County. Miss Betty? Uh, well, one of the things that I think it's been brought to our attention, too, is that the central office is not ADA-compliant um, uh, the way it's built, it's also not big enough and um, old building as well. And so I, I don't know how we'll fit that into the future, but that is that is something we are thinking about, uh, Not certainly not renovating, but maybe locating in another place. But one of the things I think that this board and other boards before are really, really want to see the fifth grade move back to elementary school. And... Um, we, we've done the math. It's not something we can do without uh, the gro- with the growth that we have going on, and we're watching the numbers and all. So it, it may not. It, it's not going to happen next year, and maybe not the next after that. But that's certainly a commitment that the board has made. That we do feel that those children, those are children, they need to be in elementary school, and it, by building another elementary school, by expanding. Maybe some of the schools we already have, uh, we might be able to do that in the future, and we hope so. Interestingly enough, that, that I, I think that would probably be a wise move to put, move that back because when I went to school, I'm a little bit older, we had K through 6 <laughs> elementary, and then 7 through 9 junior, what they called it, middle, and then 10 through 12 for high school. Right. So when I learned of the the grades for elementary here, I was a little bit shocked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that, you know, they were moving up so fast and, and at a younger age. So do you think that's something that will happen? That is in the long-term plan. Okay. That's addressed with, I didn't go through all the points, mm-hmm. but towards the, uh, as you go farther down through here, uh, expanding or rebuilding an elementary school tour, you know, at Baker Elementary, mm-hmm. probably expansion would be the most realistic um, that would give us the seats we need to be able to move that to move back. towards that. Now, obviously, that would be the third elementary school construction we've talked about during this five-year plan. So, we can't say that that's on the well, immediate horizon, but it is in the long-range plan to move that back. And, and you look at all the growth going on in Murray County. There's got to be expansion plans in everything you talk about: five-year plans, two-year plans, whatever it is. The growth is phenomenal. I mean, every time I go north Columbia, there's new subdivisions being plowed out and the earth's being moved, getting ready to build new homes, new apartments. Um, so the growth is, is fantastic here. It's, it's amazing. And, and instead of being complaining about it, just we need to be proactive and embrace it because I think it's a cool thing that you have such a, a popular downtown area in Columbia, Mount Pleasant, uh, Spring Hill's getting ready to redo their downtown, I believe. And make it like a more of a downtown versus what it is now. And when you talk about the counties that are surrounding us, you know we've heard oftentimes that Williamson and Rutherford are building new schools every year. Well, if you look at our five-year plan, that's where we're at. Yeah. yeah. And now they have additional funds that they can draw from with impact fees and those kind of things that we're a little bit handcuffed by. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, like I said, uh, state legislature is going to address that. But um, we're there. Yeah. We're yeah. there at the new two and two I'm hearing that a year. when I go to the board meetings, I hear that I'm thinking we're literally going to need a new school almost every year. And Chris, that that's going to relate to some of your athletic updates. All the updates you're doing in athletics currently, right now, we'll cover that in a couple minutes. But it's just phenomenal. I, I think mean, proactive is the, is the word mm-hmm. to be not only uh, athletics as well, uh, because I think it, it in anything. 
you you can't look back. You've got to look forward. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to be proactive. And I think we we have started to be we're we're being as transparent as we can with mm-hmm. the public and with the commission uh, by working on this way ahead of time, letting them know what's in the future and and uh, knowing that we put the time in. Yeah. Uh, to, to this is way where we are, and and uh, and I think they have shown in this last year that they were willing to work with us, and I think that the, that the result from that was uh, a new school being built in uh, Spring Hill. I think it's really cool. I'm excited that we're building that new school out at the Battle Creek campus. Um, naming is yet to be decided. I think that's coming up on an upcoming board meeting, right? Um, so we'll get some idea of what the new name might be. Um, but you mentioned teachers, and I really need to celebrate the Teachers of the Year. Okay. Betty, you had, uh, talked to me a little bit about that before the show and how fantastic that was. That We are we have so many great <clears throat> teachers and so many recognized great yeah. teachers right now. And um, did you want to talk uh, about that? Actually, every school votes on a Teacher of the Year, and then – each of them uh, has, you know, goes through a process to fill out things, and then the, the, you, you choose one uh, elementary teacher of the year, middle school and high school. And this year, the Santa Fe teacher Jan Crutcher is the uh, elementary level teacher, and the middle school teacher is Angela Jones at EA Cox, and Spring Hill High School Laura Pertle, uh is the high school teacher of the year. So they will then be. A part of the statewide uh, seat for recognition. Yeah, they have an opportunity to submit more information to the state right. level and get maybe um, in our region be right, be chosen right. by the region. And once you make it to the region, uh, which we had with, we um, did, Kelly, with Myers Kelly Myers last year, right, right. then you have an opportunity to become the state teacher of the year, right. which I, is so cool. I think uh, I don't think there's anything better than um, being a teacher and have your peers. Uh, recognize absolutely. Uh, so I, I really congratulate them. And we did the same with the principal of the year, mm-hmm. um, who the current principal of the year is Dr. Ryan Jackson, Mount Pleasant High School, phenomenal, te- uh, uh, phenomenal administrator. And again, he they, he was voted on by his peers. Also. Absolutely. So these are great things. Now, teacher of the year is is great accolade, and it's an amazing accomplishment, and it's it's much to be celebrated. But we don't have enough teachers, right? Do, no, do wanna, and that's. Want to talk a little bit about the? Oh my how, goodness, we have some. We have a shortage of teachers right <laughs> we, now. We have a shortage statewide, nationwide of teachers, but uh, students are just not going into the profession for many reasons. One of which, of course, is salary. You know, being able to have a, uh, being able to have make a living and a living wage, and uh, you know that that makes it hard, but. The, the pool has gotten smaller. And so in Murray County, we're going to use some of our ESSER funds to do uh, a Grow Your Own program. That means that someone who, who's maybe they're uh, working as an assistant in the schools already and they have an associate degree and they, they we will help them get their degree, help them get their certification. Or if they have a degree and are not certified, they can actually come and teach and we will help them get certified for that. We also need substitutes, and I'm telling you, all you high school graduates out there, if you're in college at Columbia State or somewhere and you need a little extra money and you've got a day or two a week that you can come, uh, no, you just call the central office. They'll give you the number of the uh, company that, that books these uh, days, and uh, you can make a little money just coming to the school. We, we are desperately need uh, people in the classrooms. This has really been uh, a difficult 
couple of years with COVID. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully we're fixing to come out of it. They keep saying we are, so hopefully we will. But um, I, I'm telling you from experience, there is nothing more gratifying than being able to uh, make a difference in a child's life. And so I would urge anyone, if you're really thinking or contemplating that, um, Murray County is the place for you. That's what my baby girl does. She's a teacher <laughs> in Anderson County. I've talked about her numerous times, haven't I, Coach? I oh, like yes. to brag on my daughter because <laughs> she is a teacher and she loves her profession. She loves what she does. Um, the company you were talking about is called ESS. I'm not sure exactly what that stands for. Education, Solutions, Services, maybe. Um, it's just ESS.com. That's all you got to do is ESS.com to go online and look up Murray County, and you can apply for a substitute position. What's interesting is substitute position, positions now through ESS are no longer limited to, what was it, three days a week? Or? It was uh, roughly four days a week uh, because once they, once they got a certain number of hours, then under uh, previous rules, they had to you know, the system would would have to start uh, paying for thirty hours. other benefits, you know, right. insurance and, and stuff like that. That so just we held couldn't the, afford. They just couldn't afford to do it. Right. So we held our so, students to four days. Right. Right. You know, roughly four days, and uh, which made scheduling a nightmare. <laughs> so now, with this company handling the substitute teachers, um, number one, we've seen more availability. They have a little bit better approach in advertising, I guess, maybe. Um, but you can work full time. And I do think because they're a, a separate company, I, I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but those benefits now do become available. Yes, benefits as, are as available. a full time worker. So, yes. so yeah, you know, the, when you couldn't get it before because we couldn't afford to help you with it, now through this through this company, as a substitute person, yes, you can you yeah. can get those benefits and still help our school system. So, putting that sprinkler back on to grow your own. What is it exactly you can do? If you have a associate's degree, you can come in and become a teacher. Well, and you would we have to go help. to school, but we would pay for that. Right, so to get while your, you're to still get your working, teaching degree. Right, right, to get your teaching degree while you're still working in, in Murray County. So we make it a lot easier. Yes. Absolutely. And we let you start teaching with that associate's or bachelor's degree, even though you don't have a teacher's degree, and then help you get to that final um, re- point of having a teacher's degree. I don't want to say it wrong or think, I think I'm not sure if an associate whether they could start teaching, but I think at this point uh, we would find a way. Yeah, there's really a need. Mm -hmm. Visit murrayk12.org in the HR section and you will get a good idea when you click on the job postings of the need of teachers. There's some part-time jobs that don't require a certificate. There's interventionists and RTI and and things like that that are are part-time uh, in that it's a 120-day contract. Uh, um, so that that would be something that you wouldn't have to have a certificate to do. Chris, you're over there nodding your head. You uh, frequently have positions like that, right, available athletics? Like a coach doesn't necessarily have to be certified? Yeah, that's correct. Um, uh, this year specifically, I mean, we, we helped try to promote those roles and positions like education assistants, special ed assistants, you know, ISS coordinators or, mm. or things, those types of positions, and try to try to promote them to those who are looking into getting into coaching who didn't necessarily have a teaching degree. Excellent. So there's opportunities available if you if you are interested and you need a job. Murrayk12.org. 
visit our website and find that position that suits you, that you may be able to help out and make a difference in teaching. So, Chris, let's transition over to some of what's going on in athletics. I know I hear in the board meetings all these great things that have been approved, and would you tell our listening audience a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I I would like to start with kind of a – kind of a story that kind of happened today to kind of lead into really kind of how important, uh, you know, what's going on across the district and having two, two school board members here present, I can't thank them enough for, uh, really believing in, in athletics, you know, believing in the standard that we have set, uh, and really putting some energy behind funding, uh, for the projects that we're doing across the district. Um, just like with teachers, we got shortages in bus drivers, and one of the things that we're doing downtown is several of us have, have volunteered to get our CDL just to try to help fill the void where we can. And so today I had to actually go and get my physical. Um, and uh, I had my badge on and I was walking in and the lady just kept staring at it and she was asking me questions about, it's like, what do you do? And I talked about athletics and she has a child that um, plays sports in Mount Pleasant. And uh, she's like, y'all just tore our entire softball field down. Right. Referring to the high school. And, and I went into detail about, you know, look, you're getting a brand new softball field. This is the size of the dugouts. This is how it's going to look. And, you know, she was just thankful that they were getting something new and, and, and how, you know, the old one was aged. And, you know, and her 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 other daughter plays at the middle school. And I said, yeah, I said, I hope you noticed the the concrete pads for the bleachers and the sidewalk, this ADA accessible. And she's like, yeah. She's like, my daughter came out of school, saw it, was super excited, and, you know, asked me, hey, mom, can you drive around so I can get a look at the sidewalk? Just the sidewalk, right? <laughs> and so we have projects like that going on all over the county, you know, from the north to the south end of the county, east and west of the county. You know, we're making a difference on what we call the front porch. And so if you can't get into school, you can at least drive around and you can see all the amazing work that's taking place on all of our athletic facilities. And that really just started because the the school board um, made up their mind and made a decision that this was important, you know, and, 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 and and I advocated and iron sharpens iron. And we got to a place and we're working hard together to truly, uh, you know, really kind of revitalize in a lot of ways our athletic facilities that have been out there existing for quite some time. And, I'm just amazed at the work, and I'm excited to see the finished products. We're not – by no means are we finished yet. We have a lot of work to do, but this is a huge first step, and people are really noticing the step. If somebody is noticing the sidewalk – They're noticing it They're noticing it And I like how you gave a a plug to Front Porch, (laughs) because this is Front Porch Radio. Um, So I really like that. Thank you for that plug. Um, We always appreciate um, what they do here at Front Porch Radio. Well, I'm being told we got to go to break. We will come back with Betty Kinzer, Michael Fulbright, and Chris Pointer after these words from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. I received this beautiful ring, but it needs to be sized. Where should I go? Tillis Jewelry, of course. We will be happy to size your ring no matter where it was purchased. Each of our goldsmiths have over 30 years' experience. Tillis Jewelry's repair shop is in-store and always on time. Stop by and let us give you a free estimate today. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer, and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Good times, great music. They have all my favorite hits right here. Turn it up. WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM. Front Porch Radio from Mule Town, Tennessee. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Wow, what a great show we've been having today with Betty Kinzer, Vice Chair, School Board, Michael Fulbright, Chairman, and Chris Pointer, Athletic Director and Nursing Supervisor. Can't forget we have Mike Lyle in the in the audience in the studio again, running all the show, making sure we sound good today. Hey, hey, Mike, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. So before the break, we were talking about some of the athletic updates, and Chris, you had mentioned that they tore up a field and put in some sidewalks and some poles, and I think that sparked your interest michael do you had something about that yeah it reminded me of some comments that were made during the morning show last week uh, by one of the guest hosts she had mentioned that it was questionable why the schools would spend money improving athletic fields when there's a debate on how much to spend on textbooks and teacher raises and i think that just shows how complicated school funding can be and how if you just look at it and try to simplify everything it's inaccurate one I of the agree. things that, that we try to balance is you do have your capital spending, you do have your capital borrowing versus operations expenses. And when you look at things like BEP and uh, county funding, those oftentimes aren't applicable to capital improvements, which falls under the athletic uh, facilities improvement. So, you know, it, it's nice to try to simplify things, mm-hmm. but when you start discussing things without all the knowledge or all the understanding, it really – um, doesn't paint a clear picture because there are, uh, you know, some pots can't be commingled. Right. So this money can be spent here, but cannot be spent here. And that's what we really have to balance. And that's why being in the process really makes a big difference when you're trying to explain it. Yeah, I've learned a lot listening and, and attending board meetings and learning these things myself. And, you know, if you don't really know, it's good. You can listen. 
You can you can participate. You can go back and and listen to the shows and everything. Betty, did you have anything to add to that? No. Well, I I, I think that I don't know what I can add to it. I appreciate what he said because I do think that everybody does think it's simple. You, you know, you've got X amount of money and you need to pay them more mm-hmm. to do this, but but it it isn't that simple. And the, it's com- not. we have to work with the commission, and um, I think they're working very well with us now. So. The public just needs to be informed. That's what we're here to do. So, Chris, they're talking about your polls. That's a good thing. If they're talking about you, they're not talk- talking about your polls. They're not talking about you, I guess they'd say. Tell us a little bit more about what's going on in, in some of the athletic updates, current construction maybe. What's going on? Um, of course, they mentioned earlier Santa Fe, the auxiliary gym. I mean, that's huge for that community. Uh, I mean, with athletics is as big and as prominent as it is in that community. And mm-hmm. people don't realize, like, some of the best – competition and atmospheres you can get are in your Santa Fe, Cullioga, Hampshire communities. Uh, it just blows me away. I mean, it's packed. It's exhilarating. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you have a middle school and high school in those schools, it makes it very challenging for kids to to practice at, at, a, at a decent hour. And right. so by adding this auxiliary gym allows them to expand out in those particular areas to do that. For example, like in Bowder Creek, we are coming in and paving the, the, the rocked area. Um, which also makes that ADA accessible and compliant. Uh, That's a big one. Yeah, and, uh, of course, compliant bleachers that we're also putting up there. If you go down to Cullioca, also there. I mean, we've, you know, being a rural kind of community and also having schools in even further rural areas, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of put athletic facilities kind of out in fields. And then we build these ball fields, and then we let people park in the grass and all of that. And so accessibility becomes a challenge. And so you'll see paving going on in Kalioka. You'll see uh, concrete padding for bleachers and things of that nature going on there. Uh, you know, the soccer field has a fence around it and concrete padding. That's one of their, their features and focal points there. And, of course, that paving by the baseball and softball field is really going to make that that area pop. And see Coach I'm, Lyle over here who's been down in – Coach Lyle. Say, I'm jealous. Of, you waited till after I retired to do all <laughs> that. That was, my, so. that was my whole intent was to make you jealous. Is that when you retired that we were going we to gonna pave it the day you retired. That's exactly what happened. Um, uh, so I, you know, I mentioned Kelly Oka. Um, Doing some field work on our athletic facility, on our on our on some of our practice fields like Withorn football practice field. You know, when you look at it driving by, it looks flat, but mm. when you walk on it, it's not right. <laughs> at all flat. And so, doing a lot of grade work and some improvements and rehabbing to that, so it's a better and safer practice facility for 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 the kids there at Withorn. Uh, new light poles, as we talked about light poles earlier. Uh, lighting is important, and poles that are hollow and leaning are not safe. Uh, we don't want any issues with that. And so we addressed that at Central High School Girls Softball and, of course, at uh, Mount Pleasant High School Softball. They're getting new lights uh, for their fields and, and can can play games safer at night. Uh, early on, I can't talk about this, is when we, we rehabbed Santa Fe with the first round of funding that we did, when we redid that softball field, that opened up all these other possibilities. So they will be hosting a district tournament this year. At oh, that's cool. School, which is huge, which people don't realize. Like, when you get passed up year after year after right. year after year, you don't have lights. You lose Your funding. backstop is not, you know, big. And, I mean, just your kids are always having to travel. So being able to host that district tournament here is again another re are, are things that people don't realize are very vital, critical, and, and, and so very important uh, to to a lot of the things that we're doing. Uh, we're putting press boxes up in in our schools. We're 
I mean, uh, different schools and for stores and for other reasons. And so I mean, I'm just excited. There's a lot of projects happening and going on. It sounds like there's a lot going on. And none of it was done at the expense of textbooks or raises. That's right. There you go. Right. Good point. Well said. Um, you might mention about the uh, golf thing. I was just going to bring that up. Great minds think alike. I was going to ask you about the golf. Let's Chris, tell us a little bit about what's going on. We have now some golf programs happening in Murray County Public Schools. So, so the... You talking about the first T program? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I th- the first T program is is huge for for communities. And if I if I can kind of go back a little bit and highlight a gentleman by the name of Rodney Cole who had this vision of bringing golf, uh, not just golf but golf for young people in a different way to Murray County Public Schools. And so if you ever get a chance to drive by Baker School as you're going like past Withorn as well, you'll see kind of like his vision and his work. Uh, kind of manifested there in that particular area. And uh, it's a lot of time, a lot of energy and blood and sweat, I'm, I can imagine, probably some tears, really, to try to get that 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 short golf course uh, putting green to life. And he, along with others with this first tee program, are wanting to introduce golf at a at a high level. And, and that also allows these programs to get into our elementary and middle schools, provide equipment, uh, and really teach 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 golf from a very organic standpoint where kids are introduced to it and get excited about it and it helps grow the program. I would love to have some more information and some of your guests on for golf, but we we don't have much time left. So got I'd me like started, to, Jack. You I know. Talking? It's great information, man. I, I told you it, I just want to sit over here and just kind of be quiet. Well, you can come back anytime. You sure, know, you're always sure. welcome on the Big Yale School Bus. And maybe bring some of those people that are that were key to the golf programs having up the tee and what did you call it? The T first T first T program. So let's transition now right into the the shout outs. Michael Fulbright, I'm going to let you go first today. Okay, uh, we're getting ready to roll into budget season, so I want to give a shout out to uh, my friends on the county commission, uh, specifically Chairman Morrow and a lot of the other folks that have worked hard on budget processes and been supporters of the school. Uh, Commissioner Sumner's McKelvey, Craig Harris, uh, Terry Potts was a huge. Influencer when it came to decisions about Spring Hill specifically. So I just want to give a shout out to the friends on the commission and look forward to working together through another budget season. What a great shout out. Chris, what's your shout out for today? Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to um, all the staff and everyone that was, was on hand yesterday uh, in Mount Pleasant. Uh, it was very timely. It was quickly done. You know, Mr. Eric Perryman, Mr. Jonathan Berry, uh, Nurse Sarah, uh, Sarah Lindsay. Um, Nurse Diane Alley came over later, the SRO officers, um, and, of course, the, the, the principals and assistant principals who were on staff when, when that took case took place. And, All right. Great shout-out, Chris. Coach? Yeah, I want to uh, give a shout-out to, to all our board members, uh, you know, set the direction and plans for the success and growth of our school system. They work really hard at putting the jigsaw puzzle together, which it really is a jigsaw puzzle when you start looking at what can be done, what can't be done, what pop money comes out of, what it goes into and stuff like that. And I know they work for that huge, huge paycheck at the at the end of the year and stuff like that. So, uh, But a shout-out to them for the work that they do and the direction they set us on. What a great shout-out. My shout-out is going to be to – earlier in the show we talked about the arts and music. My shout-out is going to be to all those music teachers at all the schools – it's amazing what you do to teach these children how to become musicians. My granddaughter is playing trombone, and she's the first. This is her first year, 
and the teacher's so patient with her and she now can play a song and it just <laughs> excites her so much and it excites her granddaddy. Shout out to you musicians and te- music teachers in the district. Well, that's it for this. Oh, Betty, Betty, do you have a shout out? I really do. I, You know, we've all been um, appreciative of what the teachers have gone through the last two years. But last year, thanks to Chris kind of moving us toward this, we put nurses in every school. And I was grateful for that yesterday, as I know you were, at that, that there was a, a nurse there when it was needed. And there's a nurse in every school. And I think they have really helped us through a difficult time and and that will continue and that's another important thing that every school has a nurse and i appreciate what a great shout out we are so appreciative of all those people in our schools and everybody that steps forward when they're needed like chris said it's so important to have these individuals in place well i think that's it mike all right that's it for this edition of the big yellow school bus brought to you by caledonian financial we thank you for listening we thank our guests betty kensler michael fulbright Chris Pointer, and of course, Coach Lyle. Y'all have a great day. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 a.m. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in. 
and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone, and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Tennessee has lots of buried pipelines, so it's important to know the signs of a leak, like if you smell unusual odors or hear hissing, see bubbling earth or water, or dead or dying vegetation. Some signs are even harder to miss, like dirt being blown into the air, a frost ball in an open field, or a flame coming from the ground. If you see any of these signs, don't wait. Leave the area immediately and call 911 or your pipeline company. For more tips on pipeline safety, visit pipesafety.org. A message from the Tennessee Gas Association, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Like what you hear? Now. Get ready for this. Tune in. Here we go. 